Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. In our current sermon series titled Grateful, we will talk about the ways to live into gratitude, reflecting on our past, present, and lives that are yet to come as we celebrate all that God has given us, all that he provides for us, and all the opportunities he leads us to. Gratitude often moves us beyond ourselves from me to we. As we live into our gratitude in this way, it becomes impossible not to share it. As research has even shown that gratitude is contagious. How then are we living into and sharing our gratitude in community? Together, we'll explore the gift of giving thanks together in our families, church, community, and beyond. In this message of the week from November 21st, Pastor Abigail Ozan shares from Psalm 95 and how praise and gratitude is a communal part of worship. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Well, good morning again. I was just reflecting that if we did sermon titles, uh, the sermon title is sort of grateful together, but I might also title it, it's not going to be the worst Thanksgiving ever. We are continuing our series on gratitude by focusing how we make gratitude communal, how we move from I to we. We are grateful together. This is a time of year when we often share gratitude together in community, when we gather to appreciate abundance. That's why we have these different um, harvest symbols, and we have our celebrations like Thanksgiving, and we take time to count our blessings. Now, I love Thanksgiving. It's always been one of my three favorite holidays, Christmas, Easter, and Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was kind of a nerdy religious kid too. And um, not only did I love Thanksgiving, because I come from a family of fantastic cooks and bakers, but also because I love to be with my family and to be with my extended family. We have fun together. Sometimes, as a kid, I reflected that our meals on Thanksgiving felt like they could have come out of a Norman Rockwell painting. And so, there's the Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving picture. And my own family gatherings were similar with people of three generations gathered around a table, laughing and having a great time together. It was such, oh, and here's a picture of my family. Um, And I realized my Uncle Bob is deliberately hiding behind the plant. Um, He just seems like he acts like an Uncle Bob should. (laughs) And the really tall guy is, of course, my father. but, and there were more people than could fit at the table in this picture, so there were other little tables around, but we were all gathered together in the same rooms, and we were laughing, and we would tell stories and have a wonderful time. However, I've also learned that 
while no family is perfect and not everybody's Thanksgiving would go like mine, my own family is certainly not perfect either. We've had our challenges and rough spots. Yet, I still love Thanksgiving because of that great joy of being together with other people, with those I care about, and with whatever strays we may have taken in that year. You may have wonderful memories of Thanksgiving, or you may not, just as I have a bit of both. But you know the good news, as we are having family gatherings over the next couple of months, and perhaps having to go into spaces where we don't all agree on things, and there are maybe some topics that we have to be really careful not to bring up, whatever they may be, whether it's the rival sports teams or the rival politics, the good news is that gratitude is not partisan. And we don't all feel differently. There isn't one group that's grateful and one group that's just not. Okay, Vikings fans and Packers fans, so I come from Minnesota, so that's the first two that pop in my head. You know, they're both grateful. This is common ground that we can find together, things that we can be grateful for. And so I hope that even if you have a challenging time or you're not able to be with everybody you want to be with, I hope you find things that you can be grateful for. And I hope that you can somehow, whether just like this morning we are in person and online, that you can find a way to be with people in person or online or over some other kind of technology. Thanksgiving is a secular holiday, but it has many religious values and has always been connected with the people's faith. It involves, in its basic focus, values that are very much Christian. Gratitude for life and food, remembering the past and giving thanks for what we've made it through, whether it's the pilgrims on their first Thanksgiving, which I discovered in the last year, I guess I'm a descendant of one of them. I assumed I wasn't, but lots of people are. <laughs> whether it's way in the past or whether it's us gathering around and thinking about, wow, we made it through this last year no matter how many challenges we've faced. We value being together with others, family or friends, or gathering as a community, and many go to community meals at this time of year. And we focus on being grateful together. All Christian values. It's easy, I think, to see the connection between gratitude and faith practices, but I want to point it out even more clearly. 
because you may not realize just how many ways we give thanks and praise to God during our worship service and have that as a part of the different elements of worship. Today we had a psalm, and if we were a very high church, not only that followed the lectionary, but actually used all of the uh, scriptures, you have a psalm for every single Sunday. And there's always, and there are oftentimes psalms that have praise in them, which is not difficult because of 150 psalms, the majority of them have praise and thanks to God somewhere in them. Off the top of my head, I can only think of maybe two that don't. There might be more, but those are, there's only two that immediately come to mind. But we also move from there into, um, or whether we have that scripture or not, you may not realize that Psalms are often part of um, our prayers, and many times our prayers are modeled after psalms. Many of our songs have the words of psalms in them. And these are often psalms, songs of praise. When a pastor or a music minister is planning a worship service and thinking about the music, we know that it's very appropriate to begin worship with a song of praise. And we also might end with a song of praise. And then in the middle of the service, of course, we have our offering, a time when we give thanks for what we have received. To me, I believe this is a natural response because of how much God has given us. And so we offer of ourselves, of our monetary possessions, And we acknowledge our indebtedness to God for every good thing we have. And then we dedicate all of these gifts back to God and give thanks and ask for God's blessing. In a service that has communion, after the offering you have the communion service. And you come to the great thanksgiving, which is a major part of the communion service. And this great thanksgiving is uh, the call and response between the people and the pastor. But a lot of it is the pastor going on and talking. And I don't know how carefully you follow if you memorize the words the pastor says or your brain goes somewhere else. But in the great thanksgiving, we we tell the story of our faith and we recognize what God has done for us each step of the way. From creation, through God continuing to forgive us when we mess up, through bringing us out of slavery in Egypt and on and on. And when we talk about, of course, gratitude for Jesus and what he has done. It really is a great Thanksgiving, listing things that we're grateful for, taking time to notice. Our actions in worship are part of who we are as humans, as God's people, 
It's part of what we were created to do, to give praise and thanks to God. And worship is the work of the people. You might think it's just the pastor, but it's not. It's a participatory thing. It's something we do together. And throughout our worship, gratitude is woven into almost every piece. And beyond worship, we are invited to go out and to share the good news, to share the joy. Because one of the wonderful things about gratitude is that it is contagious. And you may have experienced this if you're around people who are complaining all the time. That often gets other people complaining all the time. And if you're around people who are grateful, it gets other people noticing what they're grateful for. So we can be grateful together, and we can help one another see and know and appreciate life. One of the things that I've found is that other people notice things that I do not. Maybe you've sat around in a group sometime and had everybody share a blessing. Sometimes they're the same, and sometimes they're not. Oftentimes, there's some different things. And somebody might say something, and we are struck by the truth of it and think, yeah, that really is a blessing. And also, by sharing with one another, we hold each other accountable. We encourage one another to think about counting our blessings, to think about what it is we're grateful for to take time to give thanks over a meal. And so one of the things that I think is particularly wonderful, that wonderful is maybe not quite the right word, but powerful maybe, that has come out of our experiences in the pandemic is that we have a greater understanding of the power and importance of being together. And that being together might be being in person or it might be through technology. There are many different ways that we connect. Even writing a letter uses technology. But that it is so important to make those connections I mentioned something about the worst Thanksgiving. And in my experience, my life, my worst Thanksgiving was last year. Last year, uh, things were not looking so good in Roberts County, South Dakota, and nor in many other places. And so I did not go anywhere. I spent Thanksgiving alone, other than my bird, in my parsonage in Sisseton. I didn't even bother to make a special meal because it just felt like there wasn't any point. But in the afternoon, my family had set up a time that we were all going to Zoom together, a way to be together while we were apart. And so after I got on the call in a rather grumpy mood, I did find that as the time went on, 
My mood improved and my day got better. I took joy in seeing my little nieces and nephews, in laughing at jokes and playing games. It was still the worst Thanksgiving I've ever had. But I realized that gratitude often results from contrast, realizing what we have. And in fact, our gratitude, I think, can be greater in difficult times than it is when things are going well. I can compare this Thanksgiving when I plan to go to my parents' place in the Twin Cities and get to see my three brothers and their families and my aunt and uncle and my parents. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm going to be extra grateful to be with them. One example that I think of that shows just how much gratitude is about an awareness that comes in contrast is in the book The River, which is a sequel to Hatchet, a book you may have read by Gary Paulson. It, um, Folks my age are a few years older and on down. This is often a book that is in um, school classrooms. And it tells a story about Brian and how he is um, flying in a bush plane and the plane goes down, the pilot dies, it goes down in the Canadian wilderness and he has to figure out how to survive on his own and he just happens to have a hatchet with him, thus the title. And so there's all these trials that he goes through, and finally he's rescued many weeks later and returns home. And the river, the next book, starts when he's reflecting a little bit on his experiences. And it really stuck with me. He talks about how he started cooking after that and just how appreciative he was of food after his time in the wilderness. He marvels at the abundance of food. He revels in cooking food and eating food and watching other people eat food because he has experienced just how hard it is in the wilderness to gather and hunt and prepare and eat every day. And he knows what it feels like when you don't have enough. I think his gratitude is in proportion to his struggle and the suffering he endures, and that that's often true of us, too. Now, I do want to make a point that God does not want us to suffer just for the sake of appreciating not suffering. God does not just say, okay, I'm going to give them a headache because then when the headache goes away, they'll be grateful. However, I mean, this is obviously not the action of a loving God. However, I do believe that God uses everything that we experience and can turn it for good. And appreciation of what we have is one of the ways that God uses our suffering for good. I hope that we will continue to move beyond ourselves into community, to move from both counting our own blessings, but also looking at 
sharing our gratitude in community. I encourage you to continue to practice gratitude. Continue if you've been doing a gratitude journal. See how long you can keep doing that. Continue taking time to be aware and on the lookout for more to appreciate. And we can always be grateful for the greatest of gifts of all, the gift that our Creator gave us in life and the gift of new life that we have through Christ victorious. Today is Christ the King Sunday. That's why there is white as our pyramid colors because white represents victory. And the gold that goes with Christ the King Sunday represents um, the divine. So here's an example of Christ the King, something that we, um, that is part of the liturgical year. It's actually the last day of the year. Did you know that? Um, it's the last day of the liturgical year, and then we start into Advent. We're already there almost, folks. But today we think about how Christ was victorious over sin and death and continues to reign in power. There's a song that is well known that reminds us that 10,000 years of praising God, we've only been being grateful for a much shorter time, but 10,000 years of praising God, if we were to get through that, we would still have no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. We have this eternal life in Christ Jesus. So let us praise God for the gift of life. Praise be to Christ, our Lord and Savior and King of Kings. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information on our church calendar, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.